So hello, Manfred Karach. Um, I'm very glad that you are able to join me here uh, for a discussion. Um, you are uh, an Austrian software developer um, living in Barcelona, and you're working on a project called BitSquare since early 2014. Um, can you perhaps tell a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, thanks, Johan, for inviting me. Great to be on your show. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, as you said, I'm a software developer since more or less 15 years before I was a musician. And I uh, started with BitSquare uh, two and a half year, year, years ago. And my previous background was more on UI development with Flash and Flex. And that gave me quite a few advantage to build a peer-to-peer -peer system, which has also a good UI, because that's uh, not so usual in the open source world. There are no more, the usual hacker developers, they are not very good with UI and usability. So I hope I could have brought in a, a little bit of my past experience in there. So, so, so you developed uh, a platform. I will read it, what, what it is exactly. Um, I read... BitSquare, that's the name of the, of the project, is an open source peer-to-peer -peer application that allows anyone to trade Bitcoin for national currencies or cryptocurrencies. And then it says that BitSquare requires no registration or verification process and does not hold users' data or funds. That's, that's quite... That's quite uh, Special, I think. Uh, yeah. That last sentence. Perhaps, yeah. you, perhaps you can 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 elaborate a, a more about the platform so that we can understand what you mean with all all that. Yeah, I mean the motivation behind was for me uh, that we have now Bitcoin as a decentralized and uh, yeah cryptocurrencies where you don't need trusted third parties and you don't need to register to use Bitcoin or whatever, <clears throat> but we still don't have exchanges where you can purchase your first Bitcoins in the same manner, in the same, with, uh, following the same principles like Bitcoin. So that's a big contradiction. Usually when you want to buy Bitcoin, you have to go to a centralized exchange, you have to register, give away your identity, uh, they then connect your identity, your real life identity with your Bitcoin, and then you lose a lot of privacy and anonymity. And I think that's quite problematic. So that was the motivation behind the project. And two and a half year ago, I tried, there was quite a lot of discussions, how to build a system, a peer to peer system where uh, you don't need a trusted third party and which can be uh, private, uh, privacy protecting. And it was not easy to find uh, a concept which works, but at the end, uh, yeah, it was possible as Bitcoin has, Bitcoin has proven. Do I understand you well that when you sign up for another exchange that you're not private, so you, you, you need to sign yeah. in? Or? So at least with the fiat exchanges, when you want to buy a euro or a US dollar and in national currencies, I think every exchange requires that you register with your real life identity, showing your passport. Usually it takes uh, quite a, a little bit of time, uh, up to weeks or months even, when mm -hmm. you have bad luck. And uh, with cryptocurrency exchanges, there are still exchanges where you can exchange um, 
yeah, anonymously like shapeshift <clears throat> where you don't need to uh, register at all. But I think it's just a question of time until the reg uh, regulatory bodies will cover them as well, in my opinion. And I think the reason for this regulation and so on are quite simple because those companies are holding the users' funds. Usually you're storing your Bitcoin or your fiat or both on their platform. And of course, it's a lot of risk and you need to trust them that they are operated in a professional way, that they are not uh, repeated Mt. Gox like uh, happened uh, two and a half years ago where I don't know, remember how many, but I think a few hundred millions were lost. And uh, yeah, and for this uh, requirement that you trust these companies, uh, the regulations are in place. But when you avoid these problems, when you build a system where the users are always in possession of their funds, of their, uh, of their cryptocurrencies and of the fiat as well, uh, and BitSquare is never holding this, um, the users' funds, then uh, you get uh, uh, rid of these problems and of the requirement for uh, for regulation. And I talked with experts regarding this topic and they confirmed it. I mean, of course, it's a gray area, never get 100% sure answer to this, but um, at least it's uh, logical when you avoid the problems for what the regulations have been created for, then the regulatory bodies don't uh, will not cover you because they don't have a reason. So why should I trust BitSquare more than, than, a, than a regular um, exchange? Because you're referring to Kraken and, and other exchanges, I guess, yeah. more centralized. Um, why should I trust um, BitSquare more? So In BitSquare, it's, uh, it's all open source. So <clears throat> as, when you're a developer and you can verify and can understand the code, you can verify it yourself that everything is like I explained. Of course, many people are not developers and have not the possibilities, but then it's a kind like a natural trust relationship that when it's completely open source and there's the possibility that any developer can check it out and can, uh, yeah, can verify that I'm not talking bullshit, that uh, they build on this trust. And of course, BitSquare is a project and myself, I'm responsible to help to build up this trust relationship in a way that people who are not able to verify every detail by themselves that they are trusting it. But I mean, the main, the main difference is, uh, yeah, that it's completely open source. So you're installing a desktop application uh, you can run it also by yourself from source code and compile it yourself if you're a developer. And uh, your funds are always in your wallet or in the <clears throat> in the moment when you're in the in the exchange process, then the Bitcoin get locked up in a multi-sig address. But the key holders of the multi-sig address are the two traders and then an arbitrator who is only required when there are problems to help to get out the funds again when there are some issues. But BitSquare is never receiving the funds, so it's always in their position, possession, the funds uh, of, as in possession of the user or in this uh, smart, smart contract, which is called this multisig. For the uh, people, for the listeners who don't know what multisig is, it's something like a lockbox. So you can, people can put in money <clears throat> into this lockbox and uh, to get out, the, to spend this money again, they need a certain amount of keys for signing. And that's defined uh, 
how many keys you need from a certain set of keys. And we're using a two or three multisig. That means you need a minimum two keys to unlock these funds and uh, from a set of three keys. The three keys are held by the two traders and the arbitrator. So usually when everything goes fine, the two traders are unlocking at the end of the trade this deposit and then the money goes to the Bitcoin buyer. And uh, when there is an issue, so then they can call the arbitrator, which is basically something like a customer care system where uh, yeah, you you describing what was the problems, maybe software bugs, maybe usability problems, or maybe later scams until yet we didn't have any scams, luckily. Uh, and then the arbitrator has to find out what was going wrong and then make the payout to the, yeah, to the person who deserves the money. Okay, I see. Um, it, it is not, is it like escrow service or? It's, yeah, it's something like an escrow. Uh, for the people who are familiar with Open Bazaar, it's a very similar concept in general. Also, the way how BitSquare works is very similar to OpenBazaar also. And they have also such an escrow service, which is called Mediator in their solutions in our, we call it arbitration system. And it's, it should be, as it will be in future, a decentralized arbitration system as well. At the moment, that's not implemented. So at the moment, I'm the only arbitrator. So when there are issues, I will investigate the case and uh, try to find out that that has, at the moment, practical reasons because uh, it's mostly software bugs or usability issues. So it's better for me to get the direct feedback and can help the people directly and learn what I need to improve for the next versions. And later in probably four or five months, we will implement the fully decentralized arbitration system. Then basically everybody can become an arbitrator. But uh, all the details I don't want to explain here because that would be a little bit too much and it's yeah. not important at the moment. Okay. So, so I read also uh, an ordinary person, in fact, can exchange his, his dollars or his pounds for Bitcoin. That's the, the essence. Yeah. Um, so um, I see. So is there always a twine, a twinning? so that someone is doing the opposite transaction? Yeah, it's a little bit like <clears throat> for the people who are familiar with local Bitcoins, it's basically like a decentralized version of local Bitcoins. In local Bitcoins, you are doing also the fiat transfer, also the euro or US dollar transfer <clears throat> you do out of system. So you go to your banking web page and then send the money to the other trader. And that's also like in Bitcoin, uh, it's, it uh, is implemented. So it's only the Bitcoin is held in BitSquare and it's managed in BitSquare. And we're using this multisig for the security as a replacement for a trusted third party. And the uh, fiat transfer is done out of system, similar like in local Bitcoin. And yeah, basically everybody can just download the software. Uh, it's a one-click installer. It's available for all operating system. You start it and you can start using it. You don't need to register. You don't need to ask for any any permission or whatever. It's it's like a BitTorrent. It's a peer-to-peer -peer system uh, where yeah, where the users are connected over a peer-to-peer -peer network. Mm -hmm. We have some peer-to-peer -peer network and we're using Tor and Tor hidden services, <clears throat> but the people, the users don't need to 
set up or configure anything. It's all integrated in BitSquare, which gives us a lot of uh, resilience from the network level and a lot of privacy. We get all the privacy features from Tor. So that's so a very secure and privacy-protecting solution. If I understand well, so the application uses the the Tor protocol, or is that uh, or yeah? A... As we're using this Tor hidden services, that's uh, <clears throat> as a peer-to-peer application always consists of a client and a server in one. So you are listening, uh, you are open for other connections, so other other uh, users can connect to your client, mm-hmm. and you are sending messages to other connections. Okay. Uh, to other I and see. The Tor hidden services is basically just a way how you are routing the um, yeah your server part over Tor, and then your uh, your network ID. Is uh, is this onion address? Which normally it's your IP address. So people, when somebody knows your IP address, they can connect you. And with Tor hidden services, uh, it's the onion address, and you get all this privacy protection and anonymity features from Tor and Tor hidden services. Okay, the, I uh, I would like to to go back. So from the fiat money, uh, when you do an exchange through BitSquare, from the fiat money perspective. There is no money going onto the BitSquare platform. It, it's it's yeah, wired. Exactly. It's wired from your bank account to the other person's bank account. That's the the way that it works. Exactly. And yeah. then there is a, a kind of um, middleman. Let's say um, I not the middleman, but the, the person who will who will be the uh, arbiter. Let's say. Or, or, or. Yeah, the arbitrator is only plays only a role when there are problems. So when uh, you are you want to buy Bitcoin and I is selling you Bitcoin, then uh, yeah, maybe you create an offer. I take your offer, and then I need to lock up my Bitcoin, what I sell you mm-hmm. in this multisig, and you uh, you get uh, your my bank account data yes. over the application. So you see in the application, okay, now send. Or uh, seven hundred uh, euro to Manfred, and then you go to your banking webpage, send the money to me, and then it depends on the speed of the banks. Uh, unfortunately, some are very lazy and slow, <laughs> some are faster, but it depends. Uh, maybe they have the to work bank. with your money. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Austria they're terrible slow. They uh, takes two or three days sometimes. But- but uh, in some countries, and when it's the same same bank, or so it's the same day at least, or some are really mm-hmm. uh, instant. So then I get the message you have sent me the uh, you confirm it that you have sent the money. I get the message in BitSquare that you have sent the money. I will go to my banking webpage and check if I've received the money. And when I have received the money, I confirm it, and then the application creates the payout transaction from this multisig where the Bitcoin were locked up and you receive the Bitcoin and the trade is basically over. And is it the bank Is it the bank that notifies BitSquare? Or no, how does the community uh, go I, from, the, from the bank uh, once the, 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 the money is, is being wired from one bank account to the other? How, how is... How is uh, the person at BitSquare notified that the, the funds have arrived? Uh, that's... Yeah, I have to check manually. I only get, uh, from when you have to started the bank transfer, mm-hmm. you uh, click a button in BitSquare. Okay, I've started the bank transfer. And then I get a message over BitSquare. And then I know that you have at least started. So it depends on the speed. 
I, it might be that immediately I can check my bank account or the next day or so. And when I see that the bank, uh, yeah, that uh, the money has arrived on my bank account, then I go back to BitSquare as well and confirm that I've received the money. And with this button click, everything is completed. Okay. Now, 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 now I've got the the complete picture. I was a little bit uh, um, in the mist, let's say. Um, okay. So, okay. That's I, I like the the concept. It's decentralized. It's anonymous. You don't keep the funds. We are we are and uh, we are still. We have our wallet, if I understand it well. So we don't need to to yeah. to give the confidence um, to a third party with regarding to a wallet where they have the private keys. So you stay in full control. So the, it's a it's yeah, awesome. Exactly. The question I have then is um, how does the, the when governments hear about peer to peer and it's anonymous and and tra how, how isn't that a little bit, um, yeah, how would I say it, against, uh, yeah, uh, when it can be done anonymous, isn't that uh, government likes to control, so. Yeah, but that's their problem, and <laughs> that should not be our problem, because <clears throat> when governments are over-expanding their, their um, uh, yeah, the definition for what they are good for, they are good for organizing uh, common good and and the public and yeah and uh, uh, services for the public, but they are not. Uh, we don't have elected our governments to build systems for total surveillance. I mean, we are going in a very dangerous direction, and uh, of course that's the area where the governments will not like BitSquare because they cannot get all this data. Even I cannot get out this data. So, the private data on the clients, <clears throat> on the users' machines is really private. I have no access at all. So when you set up your bank account and do a trade with another trader, I don't see anything. There is only either completely public data, what everybody can read, like the office, or and then everything what's going on in the Bitcoin blockchain. So people could see that there is going on a Bitcoin trade because yeah, you can follow this transaction and so on, mm -hmm. but uh, they don't see who has traded with whom as long the Bitcoin addresses stay anonymous. As long as you are not linking your Bitcoin address with your real life identity, you're anonymous. And I think that's a human right. I mean, privacy is a human right. People <clears throat> tend to forget this. And actually in the past, it was a very normal way that people do a lot of stuff completely private and anonymous like cash. And we got still 9-11. We the whole world is driving in a very dangerous and crazy direction. And I think we have to do something against this because I mean it's really it's really not a good development. Yeah. Okay. Um the question I have is in fact um how how is this the platform evolving? How do you see the future? Um because okay, it's a beautiful project. Uh, you need to build it out, I, I guess. Because okay, uh, there will be it, it's it's in early stage. How, how long does it exist, BitSquare? Um, uh, it's <clears throat> the official beta has launched <clears throat> on the twenty eighth of April, so it's more or less uh, two months or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> uh, BitSquare is uh, on mainnet, or so on the BitSquare mainnet with real money, uh, open for testing and for using since January. So we had more or less three months intensively tested it and so on. 
and uh, it's still bootstrapping, of course. I made after the beta launch, I made a, a, quite a, a long tour in Europe and Israel with 11 cities all in all. And was very interesting and fantastic uh, to meet all the local Bitcoin communities and get in touch with so many people. And I try, it's still in this bootstrapping way that we are spreading the word that we try, yeah, we need to get more users on the platform, but it develops good. I mean, we had more or less, I think, four or 500 trades to the last two months and more than, yeah, I think, more than 1,500 offers have been created. And there are usually more or less 15 users online. So it's not it's not bad for the start, but of course it needs more time. And I think it's a, it's a process. And I prefer also to have a slow and organic growth with uh, people who are using it. They really understand their concept behind and uh, the motivation behind and sharing the same ideas rather than having uh, thousands of mainstream people who just want, I don't know, uh, yeah, follow a hype and then uh, are leaving as, as quickly as they are coming. So I prefer a little bit slower and organic growth and have real uh, community behind it. And there's still a lot of work open and um, yeah, but I, and of course it's, it's a little bit a different concept like like a centralized exchange. So the day traders who just want to speculate on price movements, they will not be very happy with BitSquare because it's too slow for them. And it's the same like local Bitcoin. They are usually not using local Bitcoin. It's more for people who want to really buy Bitcoin or sell Bitcoin to Fiat or to other altcoins and who are concerned about privacy and who are concerned about decentralization. Those are our main uh, uh, target group, of course. Um, and I think usability and, and the fact that you don't need to register, I mean, that's really a big, uh, for instance, for me, for Bitstamp, it takes me three months until I got accepted because yeah, they always rejected some utility bills uh, stupidly. And it was really a nightmare to get my account that uh, approved. And I mean, that's a big hurdle for new people. And I, I knew already a lot of people who was interested in Bitcoin, but they didn't want to start to make a registration at the bank-like uh, company where they need to uh, send all the documentation there just to get their first Bitcoin. And those people were very happy to have now BitSquare to get into this, uh, into this decentralized currency system without violating the principles. Thing I have also you you talked about um, doing a kind of uh, distributed ownership uh, model. Can can you elaborate on that? Because I didn't. Yeah. Know. What's yeah. The so purpose one, of doing a distributed ownership model. Yeah. So one uh, one problem and probably the main reason why such a decentralized exchange did not exist earlier was uh, because it's not easy to make money with this and there is no clear business model uh, for doing this because when you have everything completely open source and transparent, uh, there are quite a lot of issues to apply traditional uh, yeah, business model which are normally based on control of resources and that you are a controlling entity. And uh, to go such a radical different way requires also new ways how you yeah, how you build a, a business model or a revenue system. And our concept is, uh, yeah, there are trading fees 
at the moment, the trading fees are super low. They're yeah, a little bit above their mining fees, but later there will be like, yeah, in the range of other exchanges as well. And the trading fees should go to the, yeah, to all the people who have helped to build the system. <clears throat> so it, the it's moment. not a crowdfunding system then? Uh, not really. It's more, it's more like a app, how to call it. It's a little bit difficult because now this general idea of the DAO, of the decentralized autonomous organization, which is close to this, get quite a lot of negative uh, feedback with what happened today. So I don't want to get in too much of this and it's very different. So I just explain it, how yeah. it works in BitSquare and then people can maybe suggest better names because I still have not a very good term for it. Uh, it's The main idea is that uh, the project is owned by the people who have built it. I need more developers, I need more people to help uh, <clears throat> in many areas and I want to uh, pay them with tokens, with shares of the project. So a developer who is working for BitSquare will receive instead of Euro payment, uh, the shares and the shares will be calculated with the price, uh, with the market price. Mm -hmm. So the shares can be traded over BitSquare and the shares represent, um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, with the shares you get uh, the revenue. Uh, and the revenue is from the trading fees. So the trading fees get distributed to the shareholders. So when you are uh, trading over BitSquare, you are paying maybe later something like one euro or so trading fee. And then you are selecting one of the shareholders by probability. Uh, and this uh, shareholder will receive your trading fees. So the shareholders will receive a stream of micropayments directly from the user. And so we are avoiding all the problems that BitSquare is uh, receiving all the money and then paying out to the shareholders. And uh, yeah, and, and there is much less risk because the people who are uh, who are the receiver of the shares, or we are issuing the shares only to people who are working for the projects. So we are not issuing shares to to laymen's who don't have an uh, sufficient experience and idea about this, because that's another problem with these ICOs or IPOs. That it's a lot of yeah, scammy stuff happening in that area. And there is also regulation for this uh, stuff with good reasons because many problems happen. Uh, and one of the reasons is because people are selling their, <coughs> their tokens or their shares to laymen's who don't have the sufficient time and knowledge. But we are giving out the shares only to people who are working for the projects. So by definition, they are experts because otherwise their work would not have any value when they're not experts with BitSquare. So they're actively participating in the BitSquare projects and yeah. according to the revenues on the fly, they are, they, they are earning them uh, a revenue based on, on the fees, the, the transaction fees that you have pointed out. Exactly, yeah. So when you have, for instance, 5% of all the shares, <clears throat> then you have 5% probability that you are receiving from each trade the yeah the trading fee. So over time, you receive 5% of all the trading fees generated in BitSquare. And uh, the, the tokens are represented as a form of color coins, but we are not using an external system. We are implementing it our own in the Bitcoin blockchain. It's a very simple concept, and I discussed it already with a few developers, and they confirmed that it's, it's, uh, it's sound. 
and it will uh, yeah i'm starting now to develop it so it will take probably two or three months until it's in place and then when it's in place then i can offer um, this sort of payment for the contributors because i mean a problem with such i build it basically on my own i mean there have been some contributors but 90 percent or so it was my work and it does not scale endlessly, of course, I cannot, I mean, I could deal until yet with all the workload, but I'm getting on my limits already. And I would need, there is so many features, what we want to implement, I cannot do, yeah, the day has only 24 hours, I cannot do all, yeah, to scale up and to get uh, all these features and all these improvements in uh, the project, I would like to have this funding model which I think fits perfectly to the decentralized uh, concept of BitSquare, because when we would take other funding models like Investor or so, then we would introduce single point of failures when there is a company behind the project, yeah, the company can get under pressure, under pressure and so on. And with that model, the ownership get distributed to all the people who help to build the system. And over time, of course, it will take time. The first year, I'm still the main stakeholder. But after hopefully one or two years, uh, get much more distributed and I'm becoming only a minor stakeholder. And then on the fly also, there will be, uh, there will be tools developed for governance and for decision-making and for uh, communication, because of course the stakeholders will become the owners of the project. So they will have voting power and decision power. But at the beginning, it doesn't make sense because I would overvote everything with my <laughs> with my big uh, part of the of the stake, and we don't have the tools in in place at the moment. And I think that was one of the flaws of the of the DAO mm. of the 150 million DAO, or not not so much anymore. <laughs> uh, that uh, yeah, this primitive voting system that people who are not experts have everybody the same. I mean, it's the same like we have in our normal democracy. It works very, very bad. It's a very poor and very flawed system. And to build a complex project based on such poor tools is a very bad idea. You don't get good results out of this. So we need first a good solution, like something like liquid democracy, what's used by the power parties. Can you tell me where people who are interested in participating in the BitSquare project, what they need to do to 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 be able to? When will this be announced? This uh, distributed ownership model. Yeah, it has already been an announced. Also on the, on the, our forum, so people should just uh, visit our webpage bitsquare.io. There they can find uh, all kind of information as a download link for the software, the white paper, videos, uh, all kind of uh, of explanation about the concept and uh, yeah, the project itself. And our main uh, communication platform is the forum, so forum.bitsquare.io. And there is also a short explanation about the basic this uh, distributed ownership model. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as long as it's not in place, people should not count with this because of course I don't want to promise anything which is not already implemented, but it's definitely on the, on the, on the roadmap and my next big task. So hopefully in two or three months, I think in probably in one month or in the next weeks, I will publish a kind of like a white paper or a paper which is describing 
the concept and the technical implementation also about this concept, how it works in detail. And I'm happy to get feedback and discussions about, uh, especially, uh, especially from the conceptual side and also technical side. Um, and yeah, so we are very happy when people are joining us, we can need any kind of help, especially on you know, spreading the word, developers, people are just uh, providing liquidity, trading, using the platform, giving feedback. Um, there's much to do and every hand, every helping hand is welcome. Okay, that's great. Now you did a you did a two month tour, and I can imagine that you announced all this uh, as you now did in in this uh, in this live discussion. Um, how was the feedback uh, during this uh, tour? Yeah, it was fantastic. Also, I think the basic message that yeah, that the importance of a decentralized exchange uh, were, was very well uh, understood by by the community. And I also had the luck to meet a lot of uh, yeah, developers and people who want to join and want to contribute. And um, yeah, it was um, quite successful. I, I was fantastic to meet so many different people in different spaces and get, yeah, get good connections and would like to continue, but at the moment I need to go back to work and probably in, in autumn or in winter there will be another tour maybe in Asia Asia, and uh, other places again and maybe some other com uh, video chats also which are easier and not so time consuming. Okay. Um, well, we're going to spread the word because it's a very beautiful project. So, um, and um, we'll need to, to spread the word, that's, that's for sure. Um, I would like I would like to thank you for coming up um, and discuss about uh, the project. Um, thank you very much. Yes, thank you for inviting me and for the interesting discussion.